0: Happy 2018 and welcome back to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. In this episode, you'll hear from Nikki Hilliard, who is a nuclear pharmacist at the University of Arkansas, and she is also the incoming president for APHA. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Nikki Hilliard, who is a professor of pharmacy practice at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences or UAMS College of Pharmacy. Dr. Hilliard has pharmacy practice experience in community pharmacy and free medical clinics, but has focused most of her career to be an innovative educator of nuclear pharmacy practice and management. She received her PharmD from UAMS College of Pharmacy and a master's in health services administration from the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. She certainly is well credentialed with a PharmD, MHSA, BCNP, and is a fellow of APHA. Nikki, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well,
1: thanks, Hillary. It's great to visit with you.
0: Well, we are so excited to have you. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any of those gaps and, and tell us a bit about your personal life.
1: My personal life or my career, um, they seem to be intertwined because, um, you know, I love my work and I get to meet so many different pharmacists from around the country. And so I consider them my pharmacy family. So um, so work's very important, but of course, family is too. I have um, two do- I have husband and two daughters and my- I have a daughter that's a pharmacist. Uh, she is an organ transplant pharmacist also at UAMS.
0: All right. Well, pharmacy definitely runs in th- in your family tree, huh? Yes, it does. <laughs> well, Nikki, you have been a former APHA APPM president and an APHA trustee serving on APHA's government affairs, strategic planning and policy standing committees. And you've served on the Board of Pharmacy Specialties and are the current chair of the Pharmacy Provider Status Task Force and the Government Affairs Committee for the Arkansas Pharmacists Association. You've got a lot of great leadership roles. So what are some of the biggest initiatives that you are going to be working on as APHA's president starting in March of 2018?
1: Well, the thing that I would like to work on the most is implementing the provider status legislation. Um, we're still working on that. And, of course, we need everyone's help and uh, grassroots support to make sure that that passes in Congress. Um, so, But even so, we want to be ready for when it happens that we have pharmacists ready to implement provider status so that they can bill Medicare and Medicaid for their cognitive services and I'm really excited about pharmacists um, really moving into more direct patient care, and um, I, I want to see pharmacists well positioned to do that. So I think APHA has you know done an outstanding role of you know leading uh, the coalition that is working together to um, get the legislation passed. And then also we're looking at ways we can help pharmacists. Um, be able to maximize and this opportunity that that we have.
0: Absolutely. And I know a lot of pharmacists are very excited about that, so they'll be glad to hear that that's one of your priorities for this upcoming year. Uh, and we in Tennessee have had a really great, um, law that was passed and will be starting in January. Pharmacists will be able to bill Medicaid or, or TenCare, which is what Medicaid is called here in Tennessee. So uh, we are very excited about having that um, happening uh, this upcoming year. A lot of fun things happening uh, in re- uh, relation to provider status, so um, can definitely see a lot of movement in that direction.
1: Well, it's great because you know we are seeing on the national level, and it's it's it takes a lot of work to get bills through Congress, and um, you know it's been slow in getting um, anything through Congress. It seems like lately, and so. You know, it just takes even more concerted effort to get that done. But in the meantime, we've seen more and more states really um, take that banner locally and, uh, and like Tennessee has and California and Washington and uh, a number of other states that are really um, moving it forward. And that helps us on the national level also. So it's exciting to see those things happening.
0: Absolutely. So, Nikki, what? really led to your significant role within APHA, and what are some of the skills that you have that really lend themselves well to these leadership positions?
1: Well, I, I come from a, a nuclear pharmacy background, which, um, of course, it's a small area of pharmacy practice, but we're very unified, and, um, and so I got involved with APHA and through the nuclear pharmacy SIG group. And then they were asking for people to be, you know, looking for people to be on the executive committee of the academy. And so I thought, well, represent nuclear at that level. And then, you know, as you can, you just kind of keep climbing up because, you know, you get involved and you get more passionate about what you're doing and the profession and seeing things grow. And so then you kind of keep, you want to stay involved with it because it, it's rewarding and it's fun and you get to work with great people. And so I kind of kept putting my name forward. And um, the more people you meet and the more connections you have, the easier it is to move along because we're all that networking (laughs) pays off because you just get to meet a lot of people and they know you. And so they're willing to um, support you.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've you realize the importance of, uh, being first, being a part of an association and, and volunteering. Um, I guess hearing that you just kind of kept, um, being available and, uh, just showing up for some of those positions. Um, are there any other kind of skills that you would say have really kind of led to your role as a leader?
1: Um, I think it's, you know, willing to take the initiative a lot of times um, and put your foot forward. Um, As far as like skill levels, I don't know that I have, you know, that many more skills that a lot of other pharmacists don't have as well, because, um, you know, I see a lot of great pharmacists doing good work and, you know, they should be well represented, you know, in their different areas of practice as well. Um... And I think a lot of pharmacists are afraid. They have this. Oh, well, I'm just a whatever syndrome. Like I'm just a community pharmacist. I'm just a nuclear pharmacist. I'm just uh, you know a whatever. And they don't. And they think that that they're not qualified to do that. But when actually we need people represented in all areas of practice. Um, you know, management down to uh, staff pharmacists. Um, all different areas of practice. And so. Um, I for me, I just wish I'd actually got involved earlier because I kind of had that. Well, I'm because I'm in a specialty area of practice that I, I'm not in the same area of practice where most pharmacy pra- people practice, and so I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't step forward because you know because I'm such a specialty area practice. But we're all pharmacists first, and so it doesn't matter where you're practicing. You know, we want to hear everyone's voice, and if they're willing and they're passionate about moving the profession forward, that that's really what will propel you more than anything. And not only willing, willing to volunteer, but willing to get the job done and and take do the work.
0: Yeah, no, I think that that's really encouraging for people out there to hear. And um, hopefully we'll start to see some more pharmacists volunteering and realizing that they can participate and, and bring value because um, that's really what it's all about. So, Nikki, tell us about your work in nuclear pharmacy. Um, I understand you've got expertise in interprofessional education, online learning, and educational technology, and the online training program, Nuclear Education Online, looks very interesting. We'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about that field and your work in that area. Well,
1: when I was in pharmacy school, I loved... Uh, physiology and you know seeing and learning how the body works and um when I was in pharmacy school, I had the opportunity to do a rotation in a nuclear pharmacy and and I got to see the radiopharmaceuticals and how they you know were taken up by the body and how you could see that you know as a tracer drug works through the body and so I was fascinated by that and um you know went on and you know pursued a career in nuclear pharmacy then I had the opportunity to start an educational program at the University of Arkansas and realized that at that time, we only took students from the University of, from Arkansas. They didn't take out-of-state students, which we do now. But I wanted more students to be able to see this career path because I thought it was fascinating, interesting, and I loved it. And so I've been in, I'm sort of, I'm pretty techie. And so when we started um, uh, building, um, you know, we had the online learning systems to build courses online, then I was one of the first to do that. And so I started putting the um, program together. And since I'm the only person at Arkansas that does that, I partnered with um, faculty at the University of New Mexico. And so we were able to um, joined together and put together an online training program that student pharmacists and pharmacists from around the country could participate to get their didactic training in the coursework they needed to become an authorized user of radioactive material or a nuclear pharmacist. And um, and then they could get their experiential work, you know, on the job. So um, we've been doing that since 2000. So um, we've put... Wow. Uh, thousands of pharmacists and actually cardiologists and radiologists through the program. And so um, it's, it's been very rewarding to see it grow.
0: That is really incredible to be able to access that online and that you are so really kind of, I guess, ahead of, uh, of everyone's time. Because now we're, we're kind of used to doing programs and training and, and different things online. but. You guys have really started in on this. You're very early adopters, and that's amazing because I, I'm, from what limited information I know about nuclear pharmacy, I do know that it does require a lot of training, and so to be able to, to do some of that online is, is probably so helpful just to get people propelled in that type of career path.
1: Well, it's not something that we learn in pharmacy school for the most part. So, you know, it takes another training program and this is a certificate course. So it allows you to, to get the coursework that's required by the Nuclear Regulatory Commission and the state agencies to meet their minimum training requirements. And um, so we have the coursework online and we actually have a, a webinar series that kind of helps bring out some of the clinical experience and then along with their on-the-job training and their work experience. So, Um, We kind of put all those things together and to try to round out their education.
0: Wow, that that is amazing. And so Nikki, you have had a lot of successes over your career and have been recognized with APHA's William H. Briner Distinguished Achievement in Nuclear Pharmacy Practice and APHA's Award of Merit, your fellow, um, have received the Bowl of Hygieia and the Good Government Pharmacist of the Year. So with with all of these big successes, what are some of the key takeaways from that? And do you have anything that you'd want to share that you might be most proud of?
1: I guess working with students is what I enjoy and find a great amount of satisfaction with to see their careers flourishing. And so um, I guess... My main advice is, you know, do what you enjoy and what you're passionate about, and um, and if you help enough other people get what they want in life, then it comes back to you. And um, so, I guess those are things that um, that I would recommend. Just like I mentioned before about getting involved, just to put your heart into what you enjoy and. Um, you know, network, meet people and put yourself out there and um, it will come back.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Nikki, how do you stay current about what's going on in healthcare and more specifically within the pharmacy field?
1: Um, You know, being a nuclear pharmacist, I was kind of in that silo for a good while. And so when I Got involved with APHA leadership. I know I needed to expand further and to make sure I covered all my bases of what was going on in community pharmacy and specialty pharmacy and hospital pharmacy and all those different things. And so, um, you know, getting involved with the association that gives you all of those resources to kind of stay up with what's going on. Um, My membership in APHA has been very important to that. Going to state meetings and um, hearing what's in. You know what the issues are. Um, being involved with the Governmental Affairs Committee, um, where you can you can affect so much change. Probably at the, you know, the regulatory and the legislative session. That sometimes it, you know, there's barriers that we have in in our practice that we can break down in, in by getting some of those things changed. So just being involved. And hearing what the issues are and attending meetings and listening to webinars and um, just putting your ear to the ground to find out what's going on was um, a concerted effort to make sure I come up to speed on the issues.
0: Well, that's going to be really valuable as you're taking over at the helm uh, for APHA this next year. And so you mentioned a couple of things. Uh, Pharmacy has a lot of different areas and fields, but what are, what are some of the most exciting things that you see about the future of pharmacy?
1: Of course, we've already mentioned provider status, which I think that will be a major um, event in the history of pharmacy, hopefully, that would um, pay for our cognitive services. But, and we're already seeing that when we see point-of-care testing, we see pharmacogenomics, we saw all these different areas where pharmacists are impacting lives So I think all of those things will, um, you know, be some of the exciting things in the future. Now, we're going to face challenges. I mean, the cost of prescription medication, the, you know, the threat of like Amazon coming into the marketplace and things like that are going to be a, um, a game changer. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes that disruption is a good thing. You know, when we can, it'll make us be better at what we do and what we do well is take care of people. And if we can uh, focus on patient care, then maybe some of those disruptions will be very positive.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really great perspective to share. and And I totally agree. It's it's you know as long as we're focused on providing patient care and doing what we do best but it is very important to kind of stay abreast of what is going on in healthcare and and kind of looking ahead to see how pharmacy may adapt and change and just being ready for all of the, you know, any potential changes that might be happening um, in the healthcare landscape. So that's very helpful. And and it is exciting um, about the the future for, for provider status and other things.
1: I also want to make sure that pharmacists realize how important it is to support our pharmacy organizations and um, the work that they do for us on Capitol Hill and legislative and regulatory issues and You know, they really have our back and, you know, they develop educational programs that we need, all these different things that I couldn't imagine how strong pharmacy would be without them. I think it's just vital that it's important to support those organizations because they support us as practitioners and um, they they fight our battles for us. And so it's so important that we support them on those on that front.
0: That, that's very true. And because they are, they're the ones that have the relationships and that are um, being representatives and, and building those relationships with the policymakers. And so being able to kind of share your voice and participate. And, and just being a member um, is very helpful to kind of uh, grow the strength of these pharmacy organizations. So that, that's a great point. Uh, so as our final question, what is some advice that you would share uh, with your or tell your younger self and for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career?
1: I guess I would say, I always tell my students, um, half of life is what you know and the other half is who you know. <laughs> so um, foster relationships, not only with your patients, but with your colleagues and uh, with your legislators. And um, just really, um, you know, step out to tell your story and what you do and how you help people and help grow the profession, help grow your relationships with your customers um, or your patients um, so that um, you can enrich your profession. And not only that, it enriches your life.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hilliard, for being on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. And can't wait for APHA's annual meeting, which will be in Nashville in March of 2018.
1: Yes, I look forward to that and hope all the pharmacists will um, be there because it'll be a great time.
0: It'll be a great time. And I can vouch that Nashville is definitely all it's living up to with being in its city. So definitely come and participate in APHA's annual event.
1: That sounds great. I look forward to seeing you there.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group. For updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the website www.pharmacyadvisory.com and stay tuned for next week's episode with Todd Sorensen.